Welcome back. Episode 37 of the Pursuit of Sound podcast. And I got Mike Brown right here with me. What up? How's everyone doing today? Yeah, dude. You are one of like the more knowledgeable people that I know in regards to music and all that. I, I'm surprised that you actually don't play an instrument or like don't DJ or something like that, but you've always had so much to teach me. And I was like, you know what? Let's get that on the record. Well, thanks for that. Best bass player I know. Yo! Multi-talented. I, like, one of my first questions I want to ask you is like, if you did play an instrument, what instrument would that be? Oh, I don't know. Probably the cowbell, because you always need more cowbell. <laughs> or bass. Start with a bass and then work my way up from there, I guess. Let's see. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I'd like to learn piano. That'd be pretty nice to do as far as musically wise, but I don't really know how to read sheet music, so it'd probably take a minute. Dude, I think a lot of people don't even know how to read sheet music. And but Dave Grohl taught himself how to play guitar, so Dude, he doesn't yeah. know how to read sheet music either. Yeah, man. you These days, you don't really need to know how to read sheet music in order to play. Like, I've never been able to read sheet music, and that's just like far too complicated for for me uh reading tabs is one thing but your first answer was absolutely hilarious the cowbell i love that <laughs> what kind of um and then bass of course i can see you as a bassist yeah yeah like freaking like six oh, string farther yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a six string bass i can see rocking what would what would the style of music be that you would make too That's hard. Probably start with like a little sublimey style. And just flick it, I guess. I don't know. I've never really thought about it before. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, go with like a sublime, badfish esque yeah. style. And then just funky go reggae. from there. Yeah. Funky reggae party. Dude, that's what I love. Yeah, man. Walking into your house what, like for the first time was crazy because you've got just posters all over your walls of all the different shows like festivals etc that you've been to what do you think the the best um i'm curious on what you what your favorite festival is and what your favorite show outside of a festival has been well of course favorite festival is huluween i mean hands down there's no really comparison to hula electric force is really nice it's just so spread out that you have to be more like know exactly who you want to see hula you can go catch three four sets in an hour because it's five minute walk from here to there but forest is pretty awesome but i definitely choose huluween i like summer camp a lot too that's really nice because once you're in there you're in there there's no like security checks or anything you're in there you're camped and you're just ping-ponging from stage to stage so where's that's a lot of fun where's summer camp at chillicoff illinois Ah. It's like uh, a little bit outside of Peoria, Illinois. Peoria? I feel like that was like the first level on that old video game, Rampage. I don't know if you remember that game. Anyway. Um, yeah, Rampage with the Gorilla. Yeah, where you'd go around mm-hmm. and mess up the buildings. I have played that before, yeah, back in the day. I swear the first episode. I mean, the I first... Like that's N64, like PlayStation 1 days. Yeah, level one Peoria. You got to mess it up. Um, and then 
What's been your favorite show experience that's not like a festival, but just like an individual uh-huh. show? Dang, that's a hard one. Been to so many in so many different places. It's hard to really pick one. Isn't it? Trying to give you some thinkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love all the shows at the Poor House. I mean, that's like family over there. So anything at Poor House is always really good. Maybe a Doom Flamingo show or like... Oh, yeah, yeah Doom's it? always amazing. I was yeah. at the first ever Doom show in 2018 at the Patriots Point. They did the after party for Umphreys McGee. And I want to say P-Groove opened for Umphreys. And first show ever, it was pretty solid at the Shriners on Patriots Point. Oh my God, I forgot about that. 2018. Video. I can't believe that was Doom's first show. Mm-hmm. 2018. First show ever. Dang, they've come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I remember Grizz did a show at the Omar Shrine Temple. Oh, Grizz at Music Farm was amazing. That was... I didn't know who he was at the time, and shout out to Drewby, RIP. He uh, was like, hey, this dude named Grizz is awesome. You have to come with me to Grizz. And it's like, let's do it. And then hooked ever since. No looking back. You said you saw him at the Music Farm? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I swear he came also to the omar shrine right there in mount pleasant he probably had probably did that also yeah which is like nothing goes on there anymore um but dang that's awesome that drewby got you into grizz for the for the first time yeah he was like you'll love this dude he's right up your alley and then boom 80 or however many show grizz shows later <laughs> 80 <laughs> i don't keep track dude. i have a lot of friends that are big on keeping track of their ump free shows and they'll be like this is my 80th, 87th, 105th. It's like, I can't keep track of all that. Yeah. I'd say a solid 30. Damn. For Grizz, though, at least. That's a lot. Because I've been to the two space camps, three Grizzmases in July. He plays like five sets at Electric Forest. Saw him at summer camp. Um, yeah, quite a bit. I'd say, yeah, probably at least in the low 20s then, mid 20s. Yeah, that's enough. I mean, yeah. sheesh. And we're waiting on Grizz to come back from that hiatus whenever he is ready. He was actually just at the Detroit Lions game the other day. He's from Detroit, or he's from Michigan, so he's a big fan. And a few people in the Grizz group posted pictures of him. Okay. Huh. He left Thailand to go to the Detroit Lions game. Yeah, what in the world? That's love right there. Well, if you could even have, like, a dream lineup and venue like hey yeah like grizz and umphreys and you know x y and z at like Halloween. what would if you could choose like five big headline artists in like one solid venue what would it uh-huh. be red rocks or dylan amphitheater red rocks is pretty awesome yeah it is i've never been to dylan amphitheater but from all the videos and shows i've seen there it looks pretty amazing so that's definitely on the bucket list. There's something at Dillon Amphitheater. Where is that? It's in Dillon, Colorado. Oh, it's in Colorado. It's, yeah, yeah. It's the amphitheater with the stage here, and then behind the stage is a lake, and then mountains behind that, and the what? sun sets behind the mountains. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty nice from all the videos I've seen. And then the top five artists? Oh, probably do, of course, Grizz is in there. Yeah. Probably Pretty Lights. Okay. Um... I think of some smaller people that I don't really see too often. So Down's really good. Yeah, he is. He uh, played at Poor House a couple years ago, too. It's like 2019 or 2020. 
I remember when that happened. Maybe throw the floozies in there as an Ooh, opener. Ooh, I missed the floozies. My friend actually the other day was telling me that he saw Umphreys and floozies together at the Coliseum one time, which I'd never heard of that mix, and he said it was really fun. Yeah, it's so the North Charles, Charleston. Yeah. What? That's I haven't fact checked it, but yeah. that's what he told me the other day, and he's like, it was amazing. So it makes sense though, because they both are pretty wide range of what they can do. Yeah, dude, they're like nice and funky, not too ed. Like I don't know, they're not too like heavy. They're that nice blend between a band style, funky, yeah, and EDM. Wide range. Then I'd probably throw in some, uh, maybe like Dirty Heads or Revolution, something like Up That Alley, as a little chill vibe for one of the sets, like a calm you down for a little bit kind of set. Yes, sir. What about you? What's your favorite festival you've ever been to? Dude, I think I think the favorite, my most favorite festival, festival has got to be, man... I kind of got to throw it back to like the very first one I ever went to, which was, it wasn't even that big. I just remember it being so impressionable and it was Connection Campout. Um, it's like a smaller kind of festival. It was like heady music. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's that? That was in, that was in West Avalon, South Carolina. Okay. It's like just kind of like upper state random spot. Hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, kind of DJs along the lines of like Closey or like of the trees mm. and stuff like oh, that. Nice. Yeah. We don't get much of that in little festivals in South Carolina. It's more like country rock based kind of things. Yeah. It Connection Campout used to be Gratify. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then obviously, yeah, Halloween, super close second. I mean, Freaking hijinks was awesome. Dance Festopia was awesome. Regatronics is awesome. It's so hard. Yeah, how was Dance Festopia? I haven't really talked to you about that. Was it like a Coliseum festival or was it like a outdoor or what? It was very, it reminded me a lot of Halloween mm-hmm. just with the way that it was all set up. Like, you know, camping ground in one area and then, you know, the stages and everything else in like slightly different area. The walk wasn't too far you know light set up around there wasn't as many art installations like that's mm-hmm. where Halloween really shines um it's like there's a lot of interactive art installations but Dance Festopia is they're still doing their thing out there uh, yeah and that's Kansas City yeah it's like on the outskirts of Kansas City um it's probably about like a 30 minute drive it'd be kind of like from here so then is it Missouri or Kansas it's like right on the line but it's Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. And then um pretty much yeah, dude, but it was just like a lot it was mostly heavier kind of artists, but still a super fun time. Everybody was really nice and you know, I'd go back. But yeah. And then what's your all-star lineup for and venue if you could pick oh. your five artists? Man, I feel like you'd have a pretty diversified lineup. Yeah, yeah, dude. I would want, I'd want, you know, some bands and some DJs and some in betweens. Like, dude, people like Mark Ribier mm-hmm. and Reggie Watts, Honeycomb. Those people that make up the music on the Honeycomb spot. Honeycomb just played 
couple days ago at Poor House. I know I missed it, regrettably. He's so cool. You know, one of those three on there for sure. It's kind of hard to choose between those. And um, I've, I've been huge into Dirt Monkey for a while. Um, he's just got such a fun style about him. And Import is amazing. I, <laughs> I'm going to have him on the podcast here soon. And he's just one of my favorite producers as well. I'd want him on there. I don't know if I've heard of him. He's a local guy or what? Uh, he's from Colorado, okay. Denver area. Okay. And um, man, as far as a band, dude, I would love to see... One of my favorite bands of all time, believe it or not, is actually Coldplay. Okay. And that'd be really cool to, to see Coldplay on there. Um, man, Billy Strings is super talented oh, yeah. as well. I'll be at know? Billy in next month, or in April, in Savannah. Woo! Yeah. Lucky, wait, we're in Savannah. Uh, it's called On... I've never heard of the venue before. It's it's a Coliseum kind of place. It's like, in it's EN something else. I have to look that up. Yeah. It's a... Uh, but um, yeah. So it's it's definitely really hard to hunker down. What do you? What would y'all's dream lineup be for a show? Comment below if you want. Um, I'm curious. And yeah, dude, you've. I just I'm also curious about in market arena. The in market okay, arena. E-N. Yeah, e n m a r k e t. Billy I've never Strings. been to there. Been to the Mercer Theater in Savannah, but never the In Market. So, how did you get to know so much about like hip hop and like all the stuff like about the artists and everything that you've always like told me about that just blows my just mind? Always like to find new stuff. So, keep like keep liking the things that I like and just always want to branch out. And anytime there's someone you've never heard before or never don't know the name always check them out because if they're good enough to make it on a lineup they're probably good enough to be a have you as a fan so just don't discriminate anything i see i go and give them a try and if i don't like it i don't like it and most of the time i do and then i just keep branching out and finding new things you can never have enough good music in your life that's for sure i agree with that and there's so many talented people out there now that it's just not like it was back in the day where all we had was the 12 songs they play every hour on the radio like you can guess YouTube, you can Pandora, Spotify. There's just so many things to go off of now as opposed to two or three radio stations that are good and then they play the same exact songs over and over again. Yeah, it's there's so many more artists out and it's damn near overwhelming. Oh, I before I forget, I actually remembered a couple that I definitely have on my dream lineup. It would be Lettuce. Ray Spears. Yes, Britney Spears. Yeah, shout out to Natalie. <laughs> Britney let's, off. Let's let's get Britney on that bitch. <laughs> and then lettuce. You know, lettuce, lettuce. is always good. Yeah. If they don't cancel, they cancel a lot. What? Yeah, they've canceled quite a few shows. I was supposed to see them at, but dude, they they're probably one of my top favorite sets of all time. They're playing at Resonate, I believe, when in April that I'm going to. You lucky dog. And then also X Mag. I don't know if you've heard of X Mag. Um, okay, so we're going live right now as well. 
Bumblebee said, AT Aliens, Daily Bread, Kid Oh, Cuddy. I love the bread man. Bread yeah. man is one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm catching him at Soul Fest in May. He'll be good. And then the Close Yellow stream together is pretty good. It's They just started doing that where they do a joint little set. It's called like Siren or something to that effect. What? Yeah, and Kid Cuddy? That's awesome. Oh, looks like Import was in this live for a second. That's what's up. And, um, yeah, so what <laughs> What was, like, the first CD you ever bought? Oh, I want to say it was Bone Thugs and Harmony. What? When they had the Crossroads <laughs> album, or Gangsta's Paradise, the Coolio album back in the day, in the, back in the 90s. Like, where you had to get your parents to drive you to the CD store? Yep. What was it, like, Millennium Music or Monster uh, at Music? At that point in time, I lived in Virginia, so it was... I couldn't tell you what the CD store was that we got it from, but yeah, I think that was like 96-ish. So I was 9, 10 years old. Oh my God. What you, I can only... Sometimes I think back to like what my parents would have thought. Like I put myself in their shoes and like their kid is like, hey, can I? Can mm-hmm. you buy me like Country Grammar by Nelly hey. or something? And like, or like classic. Bone Thugs in Harmony. Like, especially if there's a little explicit... square at the bottom of it yeah once they started selling the CDs at Walmart none of them were explicit so I can't get it at Walmart if you get me a CD from Walmart just bring me the receipt (laughs) so I can take it back and get it because nobody wants to have blanks for curse words like Uh, or adult well back then I was a kid but we all know the basic five six curse words so it's really not that big of a deal (laughs) but Bone Thugs and Harmony man oh my god I love that I think it's a Key and Peel skit mm-hmm. about like they're like making fun of like a Bone Thugs and Harmony uh, like music video type thing. Um, but so do you have siblings that put you onto music as well? No, I just have a younger sister. Huh. I just always hung out with older people, and so it was always being taught new stuff and very diversified group of friends so everyone always listens to different stuff so i just pick up here and there and then just roll with it just go with it what is like a really niche bit of information you have about like some like an artist in the industry or something like Mm. that somebody might not know about Uh i don't know it's a I used to hang out with this dude in Nashville named All Star, who ended up becoming a big writer for Yo Gotti and Lil Wayne. His name's All Star. He has a he goes by Starlito sometimes. He's pretty solid. Known him since I was in like ninth, tenth grade. So, um, sorry that thing was messing up. Go on, repeat that. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, this guy named All Star, he produces for, like, Yo Gotti and Lil Wayne, and I've just known him from, I lived in Nashville for two years, so we ended up meeting him at a Yo Gotti concert when I was in, like, ninth grade, and then hung out a few times, and he's just a pretty solid dude, so he'd always send us, like, random new, like, mixtapes and stuff that he would drop for them. What? So that was pretty solid. Pretty solid. Damn, yeah, dude. Um know anything somebody might not know about like suge knight or uh, like <laughs> saw him run somebody over in his big red truck though oh, oh. Yeah, that was on going viral for a while a few years ago what was the context behind that he's crazy he he like 
Did that person live? I believe so. Oh my god. Suge Knight's pretty crazy fella. Uh, I've heard. Um, running over somebody. I think Justin Bieber actually also practically ran over somebody as well. I saw this one video where it's like he's in a big like Escalade uh, like even lifted and stuff. You know how he would probably do it. And then I think there's like a bunch of paparazzi around him and he just floors it. Something like that. Yeah, like it's been a while since I've seen the video, but yeah. And uh, I guess he had a good lawyer. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> Once you have money, you can do whatever you want, pretty much. Like run people over in your Escalade. Dude, yeah. What was your first ever concert? Probably the Yo Gotti concert, as far as that I wasn't with my parents and stuff. That was 2001, 2002 in Nashville. It's a good time. Damn. Was it Ratchet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's in Nashville back when Nashville was country and not all built up. So it was a good, well, not country as far as country music goes, but, well, still it was country music, but it was a lot. It was a good time. Good time. Yeah, actually, that's probably the oldest one I can think of. Yo, Yo Gotti. Gotti. Yeah, because I didn't even hear about Yo Gotti until, like, more recently. Yep, his song's main song was, I'm going to sell my dope and can't trust no bitch. And that was his <laughs> hit back then, back in those days. Was it a big show? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's from Memphis, so he had a pretty good following in Tennessee. Dang, like, thousands of people, basically? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a good-sized show. Oh, my God. Have you seen Snoop Dogg? Nope. Uh, I saw him as Snoop Lion at um, 420 Fest in Atlanta. But he wasn't doing like Snoop Dogg songs. He was trying to do his reggae stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, what happened to that? Uh, he flopped as Snoop Line. I'm pretty sure that he got a lot of uh, harsh reviews, so he's just switched back to his normal stuff. I mean, he's got enough money that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Did you see the thing around his like genius marketing campaign for like not smoking anymore? Was because he wanted to sell his own edibles. No, it was be it was for a grill, I think. It was like a grill company or something like where it's like there wasn't any smoke. Um, it's like an indoor grill so your house doesn't like get smoked Something out like that. Yeah, I swear to God. And then um, it just, because everybody was just kind of like, he, he prepped it up like, hey, I'm not going to be smoking anymore. And it kind of was... You kind of like were wondering if Snoop Dogg's okay, if something happened, and then like a few days later, it it's just really an advertisement for mm. a product, and he's just he's like, oh, y'all thought I stopped smoking weed? Pfft, never. Yeah, because yeah, he talks about smoking a hundred blunts a day. You can't just quit smoking a hundred blunts a day, even though I don't know how. <laughs> he's definitely not smoking the whole blunt if you're smoking a hundred a day. Like a hundred a day, yeah. You know somebody probably is hired to do the rolling oh yeah yeah there have ads out there to hire people like 60 grand a year to come roll like roll me 40 blunts in the morning and go and boom i guess have them split up into different kinds of weed and just like smoke that indica smoke that sativa later and good to go not a bad way to live dude yeah i can't imagine that job um and i'm surprised that they don't really have something more gig, gig pro for blunt rolling <laughs> yeah like something more automatic to to d get the job done they do but it's not as good like they have the little roller things you can put it in but it's 
I don't like them as much as just regular old school. Yeah, gotta have that that human touch. I dig it. Dang, what were you listening to today? Have you listened to any? Music? Um, yeah, there's a newer. I don't know this. Uh, I've never heard of them. They're called Pacific Dub, and they're coming to town here in sometime next month. So, been looking them up, and then Sublime with Rome. Rome left, so Bradley Noel's son can take his spot in their regular Sublime now. Bradley's the lead singer that passed away from Sublime, and his son's taken over the band now as the lead singer. What? Yeah, that just happened like maybe a month ago. So now Rome has his own band called Roman Diddy or Roman Diddy, some, Duddy, something like that. So been checking them out a good bit too. They're oh coming to town God. March 9th, I believe, at the Music Farm. So he'll be, a, be in there. Hot dog. Roman Duddy, Roman Diddy. Can't be Diddy because I think that's copyrighted already. But Duddy maybe. Uh, but I always like Rome's voice though. At first I was a little hesitant because his voice isn't very similar to the old Sublime stuff, but his their newer stuff together is good. Man, that reminds me of... You remember the whole thing about Journey, that band Journey? Oh, yeah, their new dude's really good. I saw them at um, a festival in Canada called Ottawa Blues Fest, and that new uh, Vietnamese, I believe, or Korean guy is really good. He's Well, not new now. He's been in there for a while, but he sounds just like the old lead singer. Yeah, it's he's solid. It's insane. I can't believe you got to see them. Yep, I saw them. Uh, I went up for Red Hot Chili Peppers, Zed's Dead, Grammatic, and then the Monkees actually played like from the TV show back in the day. Hey, hey, well, the Monkees. Uh, uh, the Monkees. Yeah, even? yeah, the Monkees were playing. What? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Journey. Well, I went two years. Maybe Journey was the other year. I went for Foo Fighters one year also. It might have been the Foo Fighters year, not the Red Hots year. But the fact that you also mentioned Rage Against the Machine, we got Tom Morello that had, said they're done. He said they're not going to tour anymore. Well, I mean, what about his his um, solo stuff? Well, Tom Morello's not even solo stuff. Tom Morello's still been like he's kept up with um, collabs and whatnot. Like he did a track well, with Chromatic about a month ago. The I think it was the drummer the bass player said that red hot i mean rage is not going to do any more touring anymore well i mean it's i'm pretty sad to hear that it's everyone's been waiting for them to come back because i feel like before covid they were supposed to play and then it just kept getting pushed back pushed back pushed back and now they pretty much said yeah we're not doing it i mean it's after so many years man it's like yeah makes me wonder about like some of the longest running bands out there like rush had a really long run um aerosmith aerosmith red hot's been around for a minute too they've been yeah i wonder what the longest running band is right now yeah the whalers are playing at a festival so that's they've been around for quite a long time they just have like a new singer i'm guessing so i haven't heard them i just saw them on a lineup you just Not see like ago. some Korean guy that's like now like the new <laughs> singer like that sounds exactly like Bob Marley. And then the new Bob Marley movie comes out on Valentine's Day. That should I be didn't pretty know. good. Yeah, what? It's called One Love, I think. Man, that looks like it'll be pretty solid. And February fourteenth, dude. Uh, Tim was on the podcast last night, and he was he was just showing me some videos afterwards of him. Uh, he just recently took a trip to Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico, and 
it was a car ride and in the car they were listening to Bob Marley and it just like springs this flash bulb memory in my head about where it's just like you don't really realize it but it's so easy to memorize Bob Marley's stuff without even knowing it Mm -hmm. like all the little such a good melody to it it's like gives you good vibes seriously man people people don't really make music like that anymore I mean they do but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Well, um, yeah. And then, what kind of did you get into like Green Day? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Blink? Green Day just came out with a new um song recently. I don't know if they have a whole album, but they had a new song that I listened to the other day. It's pretty good. It sounded like their old school stuff. And oh of course, god. Blink. I love Blink. Yeah. Last time I saw them was at uh, PNC in Charlotte. What? And they had Travis Barker in like this little gerbil ball strapped in and they were spinning him upside down and he was still drumming upside down. It was off the chain. Dude, yes, thank you. I was actually trying to tell somebody about that on a recent episode. And I was like, dude, I swear to God, it was like Travis Barker would be on this like platform that would just mm-hmm. go up and he would be drumming upside yeah, down. It was like a little cage thing and he'd be strapped in and then just drumming upside down. Like how do you once you're do that, that good, you just do it. It's like, yeah, I know, but even just like all the blood rushing to your head and just like Well, now he's a Kardashian, so you know, he can do it all. <laughs> they they uh they put that spell on him. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm praying for him. He even survived a freaking plane crash. Oh really? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, That's what? pretty cool. Yeah, yep, he definitely I don't know to what degree like the crash was what kind of plane was it like a little cessna or i like imagine a, it was a smaller cessna okay. style plane and um yeah dude i i think he pretty much stuck to the road for a very long time since then if not indefinitely since then um you know could you play bass while spinning upside down i don't think so dude i do i can't imagine that it's just I don't know what I could really do upside down. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I guess I could if I was like, you remember those things back in the day where it's like at a carnival, you'd be like strapped to like this wooden... The Gravitron. Or not the Gravitron. The Gravitron's slightly different. Take the Gravitron, flip it vertically. You remember like those wooden things that like you'd get like a girl on there and then they like spin it upside down and in circles and then a guy would be throwing knives and it would like go between their legs. Yeah, like the wheel. Kind of yeah, thing. like a wheel that would pivot. Yeah, maybe if I was like perfectly strapped into one of those and I had the bass, I could I could play that like that. But you know, the, logistically speaking, that's a <laughs> any uh, God shows planned here soon or what? Yeah, dude. Um, thanks for asking. Yeah, we're gonna be playing at this place called Stew's House. It's in North Charleston. It's a little bit more off the grid. Mm-hmm. Imagine kind of like. The Crystal Warehouse, mm-hmm. how it's like they won't really give out the address. Until like an hour before kind of thing. Yeah, like you kind of have to know about it. And um, so it's one of those places. Oh, yeah, that's and cool. that's on Saturday, February 10th with um, Overlay and Newgrounds Rugby. Um, so, yeah, should be a good one. And then also... What time are you playing? Or you don't know yet? Yeah, I don't know the exact time yet, but I imagine it's somewhere between the hours of, like... Uh, 9 and 12. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 9 and 12. Um, and then also, Gods is now in charge of um, 
this thing that we're going to be incepting at Rebel Talkeria. It's going to nice. be Indie Nights, and we're basically just going to host and invite various bands oh, that's cool. to play with us. Yeah, each It's like an open band night kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. And so it's like, it'll be like once a month and two or three bands. Um, you know, we won't really play every single one, but we'll be there for the hosting of it and all mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. And that's cool. Try to cultivate something around that. Um, yeah, I'm right down the road from there, so I'll definitely come check it out. Yeah, dude. I'm like have, a mile from Rebel, maybe. Yeah, you've been there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a cool I've yeah, been there to eat a few times. Yeah, they got great food. Um, and I love the vibe, and they're like always playing some like old school wrestling matches on the TV and stuff. Um, that's fun. Good old Monday Night Raw. They just got bought out by Netflix five billion for ten years. What? Yeah, that's insane. I didn't, money. I didn't know they were still doing it. That's insane money. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I haven't watched wrestling in a while, but saw that the other day and was like, wow, that's Did- just to be on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Did you ever go to a wrestling match? Oh, yeah. Dude, I was big into it back when I was younger, like early 90s, mid 90s, late 90s. So all the 90s, back yeah. when Stone Cold was big. And they would come to, they, to the North Charleston Coliseum? Mm-hmm. Or were you living in Virginia? Um, when yeah, you... I saw them in at Hampton Coliseum in Virginia when I was younger. But I also went with a buddy for his birthday up at the Charleston Coliseum one time. I'll say that was maybe like 2003 or four. Tish, the era in the same era of like monster truck rallies. Oh, and I stuff. love a good monster truck rally. The old grave digger. Oh yeah, and dude. now they're doing backflips, which is just insane. That you're in a giant truck with massive wheels cutting a backflip. Uh, yeah, it's I, I, it's damn near unconscionable, but they're yep. doing it. How do you even? I guess if you have the right angle on your dirt mount, you know, like yeah, and you hit that nos at the right time. Yep. <laughs> I saw a video the other day of um, Kurt Cobain's daughter married Tony Hawk's son, or maybe vice versa. What? Yeah. Kurt Cobain had a kid? Yeah, with um, Courtney Love, I'm guessing. Oh but yeah, they showed videos of it. They, um, the dance floor was a half pipe. Tony Hawk did a couple of tricks on the half pipe. And then the um, whoever married them went and did a couple of tricks too. It was uh, pretty cool. Like, just watched the highlights of it, but it seemed pretty awesome. Like, what a match right there like oh my god tony hawk and kurt cobain your kid your grandkids are gonna probably be amazing yeah wow (laughs) amazing yeah dude that's i just that blew my mind low-key um yeah tony hawk went up and did his little mctwists and stuff and i mean he's still the goat like there's no way around that he's the greatest skater ever like you can't really there's no one even in his stratosphere to compare to him. Mm-mm, yeah, he was the the OG of OGs, the yeah, basically pop- greatest soundtrack ever. Yeah, he pop popular popularized skateboarding with the advent of you know Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series video games. Always and, pushing the limits. Yeah, and Birdhouse Skateboards, dude. His new tricks. He was like the first one to do the nine hundred, and then the, also the loop. Um, and he's he's still he's just still doing his thing. I actually saw him on a reel today with Dylan Francis, the uh, EDM producer, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they were they were just talking about some funny shit. Like Dylan was telling him about this kid 
handed him a thumb drive from the crowd. Dylan took the thumb drive, put it in. There was one audio file on it, and it was a fart with reverb, and he just ended up, like, playing it at, like, just the right time, and it was just, like, this whole thing. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. It's, it's funny, and Dylan Francis is the guy that can get away with that, but I still think one of the best things I've seen a DJ do on stage actually has to be Shaq, DJ Diesel, when he, I don't know if you saw the video, Mm -mm. somebody had a totem that was literally like a, you know, like a kid's basketball hoop, Mm -hmm. and they just like held it up really high, threw the kid's basketball, like on the stage, he got the basketball, and I'm telling you, the hoop was like pretty freaking far away. And it's like a kid's hoop. You can um, rent Shaq to DJ on that, um, that little game. app. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm not sure how many zeros you have to have, but oh, probably a few. Quite yeah. a few. Anyways, he sinks it first try. Damn. Quite unbelievable. He couldn't make a free throw to save his life when he was in the <laughs> NBA, but when you're on stage, that adrenaline's probably pretty high. He said that's why he does it. He said that's the closest adrenaline rush you can get to being in an NBA Game 7 is being... A DJ like the vibes out in the crowd are just unmatched. It's like yeah, that'd probably be pretty awesome playing for forty thousand people. You know, like straight not, up, not a bad living. Yeah, I. It's kind of hard to imagine until you're there, because yeah, of course, like the the rush, even in front of like a few people or like a club, is is definitely enough to get the blood going and the excitement just rushing but yeah so it's just very, really unexpected that he ended up becoming a dj and now he's like a producer too like mm-hmm. he i mean i'm sure his like, setup is probably immaculate you know like yeah like, we're going to shack's house to drop a couple tracks it's like okay okay yeah and of all the styles of music he like chooses basically like heavy rhythm dub steppy yep like what it's completely unexpected but um, so do you do you listen to really any podcasts? Um, I listen to a few comedian podcasts like oh, yeah. um, Big J Okerson, Shane Gillis, just random ones. But no, not very many. Ah, oh, dude, uh, Shane Gillis is hilarious. I don't know Big J Okerson. Yeah, I saw them. Um, I went with my buddy Mo up to. Uh, they did a comedy show up there at the Coliseum during Charleston Comedy Week, and they were like the headlining show. I like the him club. and Gillis. Yeah, it was um, Shane Gillis, Jay Okerson. Uh, There's two others that are both really good. And it was it was a pretty solid time. And that actually the same night, um, Drewski was doing a comedy show at the Performing Arts Center, so it was a uh, pretty packed over there. Golly, you actually saw Drewski. Dave Chappelle at the Performing Arts Center. That was funny. Isn't nice. Like, yeah, Cat Williams funny. was coming next month, or. I want to say it's the March 29th or 28th, something like that. What? And I He's haven't coming heard to the Coliseum. Dude, I need to see that. That dude is legendarily funny. Yeah, it's the Friday night. So Doom's doing their three-night run, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then on Friday is Cat Williams. So I was like contemplating go to all three nights of Doom or maybe sub in Cat Williams in the middle. So Ooh. I'll probably hit the Cat Williams one night because I've never seen him and I'd like to cross that off the bucket list. We should go. I'm down. Yes, dude. And that's how they call a so I doubt it's going to sell out. He's been, oh, yeah, well, 
uh, he's like one of the biggest comedians like of all time at the same rate mm-hmm. which makes me wonder like why when I went to see Dave at Chappelle he was at the Performing Arts Center and not the Coliseum yeah. you know but um, it's because Chappelle wants it to be a no camera kind of thing I don't think they can really regulate you having a camera at the Coliseum it's too big and too wide open but at Performing Arts Center they can keep eyes on because it's only like what maybe a thousand or two thousand at the pack Something but like the that. Coliseum, they probably have eight, ten thousand. I know max capacity at the Coliseum is like thirteen thousand. Really? But they kind of cut it in half. Yeah. Or like they only sell like two thirds, so it's hard to keep eyes on that many people and regulate it. Yeah, exactly. We went and saw Jim Gaffigan there recently, and um, yeah, we were allowed to use our cell phones, but it was just, it was just so. I didn't even want to pull out the cell phone. It was I was just crying from laughing the whole time. I mean, there's no point now. It's all going to be on YouTube later. So if you want to watch it, and just pretty much type in any set anywhere and watch it later on YouTube. Yeah. Um, or Nugs. What's that? Nugs is like a live streaming app. It's like 12 bucks a month, and you can um, pretty much watch a bunch of live streaming shows. Like you watch a bunch of Billy Strings, most of his shows, and they, you can watch it live while it's being streamed. I want to say it's like 12 or 13 bucks a month. That's pretty Dang, solid. yeah, that's like better than a lot of the streaming platforms, uh, a lot of the popular ones now that have been raising their prices over the years. <laughs> Still a good deal, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Actually, my friend the other night said she's going to give me her login for her nugs, so now so I just can save that 12 bucks a month. Hey, <laughs> got a password swap. Yeah. Let it be even, maybe like give the login to, to something else to her. But yeah, I'll give her one of mine, I guess. We'll make it a fair trade. Yeah. <laughs> password for password. But yeah, Cat Williams has been on fire lately, dude. Just roasting the... Yeah, on that Club Shay Shay. Oh. The Shannon Sharps little thing. That was pretty funny. Yo. So, like... <laughs> he is unstoppable. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So... Um... But yeah, I saw Shane Gillis on a podcast recently too. He was on, um, I swear he was on like Theo Vaughn's one. Probably. I think they all do stuff together. Yeah. Did you know Theo Vaughn used to live in Charleston? I did not know. Yeah. I remember back when he was on Real World Road Rules. Oh, that's right. Back when he was young, super young. So was that really what popped him off? Because it's- I'm not sure. He might have already been doing the comedy thing and they just put him on there as like a publicity stunt-ish thing Mm, i'm not really sure i think joe rogan's the one that really got him going more because he's on joe rogan a lot and i think joe really always talks about him a lot so it kind of boosted his numbers nah i see that yeah joe rogan's the grandfather of podcasts he loves dmt so you know (laughs) it happens I don't listen to enough of him these days anymore. Um, I mean, well, his podcasts are like three, four hours, so you kind of have to, if you do listen to it, break it up unless you just have a lot of free time that day. Yeah. That's I so listen true. to him on like road trips and stuff, but I'll select the people. Like, I like more comedians on there or scientists and stuff. Yeah. So they have a lot of cool. There's a guy from um, that just built a massive treehouse in Brazil and he's using it as an Airbnb. It has power, everything. That seems like it'd be pretty fun. Go down to the rainforest and camp in a giant treehouse. What? Seems pretty fun. Yeah, it does. As long as you don't get bit by anything on your way in. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, catch some Lyme disease or something. Anaconda. Um, oh, yeah. <sighs> but, um, dude, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's that, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Bad Friends podcast. Mm-mm. Whose is that? That is uh, Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. Nope, never. I've heard of Andrew Santino, but I've never heard of Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee is like the, he's the uh, Korean guy. He was on Mad TV. Oh, okay. Uh oh, hot dog. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know, yeah. And, um, I definitely remember my Mad TV yeah. back in the heyday of late night comedy shows. Yeah, dude. Um, back when SNL was, not that it's not good now, but it was a lot better back then. Yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about in specific? Uh, no, I'm just going with it. Whatever. What Actually, I was going to ask you, what um, all spots are you DJing nowadays? Dude, I'm doing a lot of weddings these days. Like Ben Fagan weddings? Yeah. Um, shout out Ben Fagan. You the man. Uh, that's how, actually how I met Kanika at first. Mm-hmm. Kanika was in the wedding band. Kanika, the singer from Doom Flamingo. And I didn't even really put two and two together until she pretty much well, was she had out. short of- hair back then, right? Now it's always blue. Yeah. All the videos I've seen of them. I mean, I've been to a few weddings that they were playing, but definitely wouldn't have put it together unless I went back a few weeks ago. And that's actually why I texted you the other day and to ask if uh, Kanika was still in the wedding band. It's like, man, that's a killer wedding band with Kanika and Ben Fagan and Philip on the bass, of course. Dude. So, yeah, that was cool. We do a lot of those. We already booked out till like the end of the year. Nice. Um, and, you know, it's kind of the slow season for clubs, so to say, right now. You know, we're, we're in January and it's cold, you know, not a lot, not as much as going on entertainment wise. But, you know, um, yeah, I've been kind of shifting from the club scene to weddings and some I've always been doing festivals and stuff. I want to get into more festivals and also, yeah, more specified EDM. Well, we should try to get you on the um, Incendiate Hula next year. Yeah. That's, they're always looking for people and we got our Tim, of course, you know, and Weston on there. I guess takes a bunch of us all putting your name on the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, they'll ask requests like, who do you want to see on the Incendia? And then we get 40 of our friends to all put the same two names. And they're like, wow, these two guys have a lot of pull here. And then they're in there. And Incendia is pretty cool. You have to dress for it to be warm because you never know what kind of fire they're going to be blowing up. Yeah, dude. It's um, it's funny. Yeah, I was talking to Tim last night about his Incendia set and just how the fire there's like a line array of flames right there and then across <gasps> yeah all over of course all over the the geodesic domes that they have around and everything but even the pure heat that's right there next to the dj mm. controller i was like dude how does that not melt oh yeah the controller or like make your hard drive your thumb drive super hot and stuff like that and he said uh, it started to malfunction like the controller had a moment where it was kind of being funky but then everything ended up being okay but yeah get your eyelashes like just burned off yeah this was the first year they actually had adequate sound to be a stage normally it's just an art installation that they have music at but this year they actually gave them 
the go-ahead to bring your big speakers. Because a lot of people would talk shit and say, oh, the speakers at Incendia weren't that loud, blah, 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 blah. The Incendia guy's like, well, they only paid me for this many decibels and tell me I can't go over this decibel level. So if they want to give me the money to bring all my big shit, then I have no problem blowing the roof off. And they did it. That was a really good stage this year. Yeah, well then let that be a segue into a bigger stage for Incendia. I mean, mm -hmm. I could see that growing into a more elaborate Oh, they can build thing. whatever you want. They're very yeah. professional. They have anything you need. They're ready to go at all times. Yeah. Just if you want to, whatever, they pretty much give you, I feel like, a checklist of what do you want. And you check whatever boxes and they're down for whatever. They're pretty solid. Yeah, you won't find another stage like that anywhere else, really. And um, no. so, yeah, we got the plug on that. I, I DJed Halloween like in 2017 with Tim. There was, um, and it was like, you know how Incendia started out as an art installation? Mm -hmm. Well, there was this other art installation, the Morph Mobile stage, um, or the Morph Mobile installation slash makeshift stage. Um, that Nathan Miller, shout out, put together. And yeah, he got the okay from the people to host music. And then, uh, yeah, we were, we were uh, brushing shoulders more back then. And it just, it just ended up happening. So that was cool. And then Ben Fagan and um, Ben Fagan invited me to play with him out for Halloween. Uh, no, Suwanee Rising. Mm-hmm. And that was where like lettuce played. Oh, nice! Freaking break science. Got to meet those the people and yeah, they don't. I don't lettuce think they do everything. rising anymore. Yeah, probably not. They do reunion. They do like spring jam. Resonate, which is like the new baby hula. That's gonna be a lot of fun. This will be my third resonate. It's it's pretty much same vibes as hula, but one tenth of the people. I want to say last year they had maybe two three thousand people. And they had only had two stages, so you just ping pong back and forth, one stage to the other, back and forth. So it's pretty awesome. So then if there's somebody you don't want to see, you just oh, I have an hour to go back to camp, change, eat, do whatever, and then come back. It's pretty pretty tight little festival. Yeah, man. And um and so things like that, you know, um we'll we'll start transpiring. I'm just like locking down more original material in the meantime. Hell I've yeah. been making a concerted effort to really try to define doing more deucing. Yeah, exactly. Define my style and sound better and with more frequency um as in post more songs like last year I think I came out with like around 15 songs, but I can do I can easily do more than 15 songs this year. What are you year. like what direction are you trying to go with it? I want to go in a direction that's very unique to me, and that would be something that I always like bringing an element of fun, mm -hmm. you know, but I like to have it be kind of eclectic, um, and that's where, like, I like to hybridize genres and influences, like... Hey, your song at the um, Unicorns versus Pirates was really good, your original you said you played. Thank you. Yeah, the what the fuck did DJs actually do, and a bunch of other ones. I just released the uh, what the fuck did DJs actually do one though, and that one's starting to get some numbers on Spotify. So I'm stoked nice. on that. And uh, yeah, dude. And I also started working with a growth agency. So things I what I, does I believe, a growth agency do? They just get you more gigs, or just like help you out, or what? Yeah, not gigs, but they help me out on the 
the online presence side of things. Okay. So, so like marketing more. Yeah, basically, yeah, like they're devising graphics, advertisements, putting those in the the faces of people that would be in my demographic like yeah, through like Instagram, uh Spotify, like playlists, freaking Facebook, TikTok ads. They really kind of combined it all. It's like artificial intelligence mixed with system automated services. And it really is just like this. It's all organic like stuff. It's not like I'm like out here paying for plays or anything. It's mm -hmm. like quite different. And because um, technology is just crazy these days. So that will hopefully lead to bigger opportunities because yeah, good. you know what I mean? It's like. And is that a local company or? No, nah, they're out of Los Angeles. That's what I was going to say. California. Yeah. Did Ben put you on with them, or you just found them yourself, or? Yeah, I found them, and, um, yeah, Ben, eh, dude, that's, Ben has got his credentials already, man, and he did it from, like, the ground up, seemingly, like, dude, he's got well, a track he won with the, the pirate show back in the day. He, yes, he did that's win how I remember pirate. From when I was in high school, he won the, or actually, I was just out of high school, James Allen, and he won the, the pirate Master? Whatever it was, Pirate Master. That's Pirate what it Master, was. yeah, the reality show. Yeah, dude, I still want to see that. I think it's just like only on streaming, a certain streaming platform now, but I've always wanted to see that and just see Ben like out there just murking it. It's like similar to Survivor and all that. And but you find treasure, like random hidden treasure and stuff. Yeah, he would tell me about some of the things and it's just so funny. But, um, and then he also did a song with Megan Trainer, uh, 3 a.m that's that's a pretty big credit like a song credit to have like he co-wrote that one with her and then you know he's he's got his original stuff his he's got plaques on his wall for like millions of streams on like certain ones of his songs like the moment got like he got a plaque when he broke a million on that and like there's some other ones and stuff quite an impressive um i've seen set of a couple of holy ben fagan the holy city hooligans concerts back in back in the day dude yeah where did you see him at james island yeah like where on james island just like um just i feel like they played at barrier island surf shop one time what we used to get a, some good stuff back there back in the day afro man played a couple times oh my god it used to be on folly beach then it moved um next to what was the Piggly Wiggly on Folly Road down towards Folly Beach. It's now Harris Teeter. Across the street from there, it was a surf shop, Barry Island, and we would get Afro Man like once, twice a year. That's a pretty good time back in those what? days. That's funny. Um, yeah, we, we did a show with um, Swayze once at the Boathouse in Myrtle Beach. Nice. Yeah, he played cool. a festival. We had one called Solstice on John's Island. It was literally just a cow field, put a stage up and had, um, I want to say it was Swayze and, damn, I have to think of what the other guy's name is. He's still so sort of relevant. It's a good uh, little singer. I'll have to think of that later. Yeah. And, um, oh my God, I told this story yesterday to Tim, but when we were doing Regatronics, it's like, you know, out on Lake yeah, Murray. Mm -hmm. So you basically have to get everything transported by a boat. And Ben had his um, 
his big mixer in a hard shell case. And he was trying to get on the boat and the guy on the boat was being, he was just being like freaking not cool. He was trying to say that there was like too much room on or not enough room on the boat or something. And Ben's like, I have to take this trip with my band right now. Like, dude, just let me on. The guy was pulling away from the dock. Ben was like trying to get on the boat as the dude was pulling away and Ben fell in the water with his hard shell case with the mixer in it. Like, so is hard shell waterproof or? I mean, literally, I immediately geeked out and everybody did too. And he, uh, the mixer only has this like one problem with it now, but it somehow was so watertight. Like, I don't know if it was completely waterproof, but. But it was good enough that it's. Yeah, that we still, still... use it. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah. I love that, dude. We did shows out in Costa Rica as well. That was crazy. But um, let's see what time we're at really quick. Well, we're just about at the hour mark, dude. Um, what can we conclude this with? Ah, uh, this is your. What do you think, dude? All right, I want. Let's do let's, it. let's do this. How about what if you had? If you could give yourself a DJ name, what would what oh. DJ name would you give yourself? Oh, well, generically, DJ Mikey B. That would work, but I don't know. I think it's something off the wall. DJ off the wall? There we go. DJ <laughs> off the wall. That works right there. Oh, my God. I love it, dude. Um, well, right on, man. Dude, thanks for coming in and oh, yeah, no problem, having bro. this conversation, dude. It was a good time. Hell yeah, dude. Just chop it up like we always do, except this time in front of a camera and a yeah. microphone. And a bright light. And a bright light. That's not blinking anymore, so we're good. Yeah. Not strobing. Uh-huh. But right on. Thank you to everybody that tuned in on this live. And I will catch you all later this evening. I have Justin Visserman coming on. Uh, he's He does visual arts and all that good stuff. So... Much love. Peace. Thanks for having us. Or having me. And shout out. Looks like Code just got in here. DJ, this badass DJ I met down in Florida, Orlando. Um, codes? <laughs> Code and Ford Myers now in here. Yo, much love, dude. Everybody tuning in. Seriously, thank y'all. And I'll see y'all next time. All right. Peace. Peace.